So, Becca, how you been? I'm trying to get into a punch drunk type of mood. Good. I made croissants the other day. I posted them on Instagram. I never post on Instagram, but I posted my story, the perfect croissant. Well, a very good croissant that I made. They it had perfect. lots It had lots of layers. They were pretty irregular in, like, size, <laughs> but they had lots of great layers. I was happy with the lamination. They were delicious. Super flaky, super buttery, everything that I wanted from a croissant. Because I actually really love croissants. There's just nowhere good, like, to get good croissants See, around here. I love, like, a Smith's croissant. Those are fine. Like, those are fine. They just are not great. See, I prefer <laughs> the over soft to a hard outside. Yeah, that's not. But that's in line with me as a person. <laughs> yeah, well, I just want, I want the textural differences in a croissant. I want the crispy outside and I want the, like, deliciously, like, uh, buttery, just, like, soft mm-hmm. inside. I think that they're both important. I and, want. Yeah, and textural consistency is not what I want necessarily from a baked good. I want your croissant sh- stuffed with chocolate. I thought about making some chocolate ones. They're so good. I'm going to make croissants again. A pan or whatever. Pan au chocolat. Whatever. Anyway, we have decided, this is a bit of an announcement corner. Come with me Mm -hmm. to the announcement corner. Yeah. Uh, We have decided to move our recording schedule to once a month. So I know y'all are devastated. All 20 of you. (laughs) Hey, we have a listener we don't even know personally. We do. Who wants a t-shirt? We do. I need to ask S. I think S would get a t-shirt made for that person. Good. Yeah. No, that's... We, d- we need to, like, get her size. We should have, but... like, a merch store that we get, like, no proceeds from. Yeah. Well, it's just, like, send an email if you want a t-shirt. Send an email and I'll send you the, the JPEG. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Make your own t-shirt. Want we a keychain? Maybe I should just upload it to Redbubble. Mm. <laughs> or on your Etsy, you should make me more specific keychains. That'd be really funny. But, yeah, we will be moving to a monthly schedule. We might do a bonus episode if we're feeling, like, you know, movie or something, if mm-hmm. we're feeling the bandwidth. Especially, like, beginning of the semester. We'll see. Yeah, but this semester, we were both very busy, and next semester, that will not change. I was actually personally punched in the face by several of my classes. Yeah, yeah. I was not. <laughs> they tried. I was, was too quick for them. There was just a couple that it was like, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing. There's four assignments due this week. Yeah. Oh, and they're all. And those all happened to be the week that we were planning to record. Oh, and they're all research papers. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So college is like full-time school is full-time and we have jobs. Yeah. And we have part-time jobs. Yeah. So we're busy and we love you and we love our podcast. We do. Um, I'm kissing you on the forehead. mm -hmm. There's just, there's only so much. There's only two of us. Yeah. I can't imagine scheduling three people on a podcast. Yeah. Who would we even... There's nobody who, who fits would, the bill. Who, who, would, who would be invite? our co-host? See, the problem is all of our friends are intrinsically similar to us, and we would need someone dissimilar. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we are having a Christmas party tonight. Um, super pumped because there will be treats there and a large part of the Christmas season, winter season. Yeah. I'm excited to get texts from people asking what apartment I live in because you just put the address of the apartment complex on the invitation. Dang it. I always mess something up. I really, I have a, well, and then someone responded to the, to the thing like this date, right? And I'm like, I know I'm a failure. Don't have to remind me. No, it's me. all good. You made a very cute invitation. I was happy that you did. Thanks. It makes, it, it lends a sense of legitimacy to the whole operation. <laughs> this isn't just four friends watching a movie. This is like six friends Doing an activity. <laughs> Doing an activity and a movie? It's going to happen. It's a party. <laughs> Amazing. I realized that I, you know how you watch HGTV, right? I don't, but sure. You know how one watches HGTV? You know how, I know how and you then, watch HGTV. Well, I don't even watch it that frequently. But when <laughs> but when one does watch HGTV and there's the couple who's like, oh, we want this space for entertaining. Yes. And I was like, who entertains? What yeah. does entertaining mean? You're not going to entertain anybody in this space. I think entertaining means I have a D&D party. Yeah. And they come over and we play D&D, right? I think that counts, yeah. But then after your birthday party, I was like, maybe I like entertaining, <gasps> which is like antithetical to everything about me and my existence. I have never, I had never felt this way before, but I think like I am, I don't think I'm an extrovert. Well, I think I'm generally an introvert, but I think that there are some people who I like so much that I'm an extrovert for them. (laughs) Well, and also there's something to 
having a party in your own space. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would prefer everybody. And you're controlling it. Space. Yeah. yeah. I also, not to sound like a total sociopath, mm-hmm. put party in, get compliment out. Mm. Like, it's a pretty surefire way to get people to say, oh, thank you. I suppose that's true. Yes, yeah. indeed. And indeed. I just, I need compliments or else I wither up and die in a ball of self-hatred. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. We're working on it. When's your next therapy appointment? A Monday. Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good for you. <laughs> I'm good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm good for you. I'm doing great. Wait, do we make each other better people? I saw a TikTok yes. about like my friend who makes who, she's like my friend makes me a better person. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't think you make like I think you, like what does that mean? You know. I mean, I'm not, like, pressuring you to steal things. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all it takes? (laughs) Well, I also, I'm not, I don't, like, put you down. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I had friends who made me a worse person, but they were mainly like, hey, don't talk to other people. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't do that to you. No. Sometimes the opposite. You're like, hey, Tegan, you should, you should hang out with us. Yeah. Not well, like a when, mean when way. Somebody, when somebody, when people say, like, you make me a better person, I'm like, are they giving you, like, assignments to, like, go out and, like, help an old hey, lady Becca, cross the street? Hey, Becca, I want you to write a poem this week yeah. about your feelings. Yeah. It's like, isn't isn't it the therapist's job to make me a better person? Well, I also think. Or my parents? Not you. <laughs> making someone a better person, I think, could also be, like, forcing someone to, like, think about things. Do you know what I mean? I guess that's true. We maybe we've had a lot of good conversations where we end up being pretty introspective. Not about... even not even all of them have been recorded. So some of them like barely happened. That's true. I think <laughs> if like, it's not content, doesn't count. Doesn't count. So I want you I don't know how to get to it. Oh, wait. My my party, the activity we're doing is we're decorating Christmas cookies. Woo! Isn't that isn't that's that what fun. the podcast is about? Yeah, you're supposed to ask me. Oh. Remember the conceit? I, I didn't. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you here. I did not remember the conceit. I know because you looked at me with such hope. Like, did I do a good job, Tegan? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> hey, Tegan, why are Christmas cookies a thing? Because humans are inherently scared of the cold death that comes with winter. Can you be more specific? Yes. <laughs> Extremely. Welcome to Be More Specific, where a film student, me, and an entomologist, me, walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Tegan. And I'm Becca. I'm so pumped. That was not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> but that's where that's what all like winter like holiday celebrations come down to, yeah. right? Is that you're just doing your best to make a community and stay alive through the winter. Yeah. And maybe not like kill yourself because it's so dark all the time. So we're saying Christmas. Yeah. But truthfully, the winter solstice is more the season. There's some arguments over whether or not, you know, Christ's birth happened during the winter. Sure. There's a ton of other like celebrations that happen during winter solstice, just the time of year when things get a little dreary. One way of putting it. And the general It's snowing idea, outside right it's now. It's snowing so hard outside. I'm so, it is not snowing hard. It is sprinkling. It's upsetting to me. I love it. I love it so much. It made my nose cold. Who says this podcast isn't diverse? <laughs> you don't like snow and I do. How much more diverse can you get? I do like... I like snow from my window a lot. Yeah. But then it's I so walk. It's so pretty. And it I'm like, so pretty. I have to ride the bus in the snow. Yesterday, I took the bus to the mall because I'm an eco girl. Yeah. Did you like my hair flip? I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took the bus to the mall and it was just the most, like every time I got off or on, because t- I took like two lines to get there, right? I would just step in these slush puddles. I don't like the gray Ugh. stuff. Yeah. It was extremely like. I, I don't like yeah. snow after people have driven all over it. I will admit that much. The mall was very festive, though. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Why were I, you at the mall? I see it. I needed I needed gifts for, like, Amelia. Oh. So, yeah. And I got one of your things there. One of. One of. Ah, oh, she spoils me. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying because I wish I could buy everyone, like, an island. 
Because mm-hmm. I love everyone like an island amount. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I have enough money for like a t-shirt. <laughs> Sometimes. For some people, it's like a patch that I got part of like a multi-deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it sucks. I wish I was rich so I could just give everyone everything. You think more about it than I think most people do. And it is the thought that counts. I care a lot about... See, I like I have a really hard time getting like candles for someone because it's mm-hmm. like not I want it to be like extremely personal. Yeah. And that can be bad because then I freak myself out. Right. I need it to be perfect. My mom is very much just like I saw perfect. a pencil and it thought of you. I th- <laughs> and the pencil thought of you. It was like Tegan. And she was like, I had to pick it up. It wouldn't stop yelling your name at me. I had a hang up. What can I say? Perfect. Is the enemy of good. Okay. I think Sun Tzu said that. <laughs> good. <laughs> wow. I don't think Sun Tzu said that. I would no. like to... That's really I'm sarcastic funny. a lot and then I get like afraid. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not stupid. Please don't make videos about how I'm a bad person. Okay. So Christmas treats, winter treats in general. Winter treats. Winter treats. Candle night treats, whatever. <laughs> So I, I got a list of some of the holidays celebrated during or near the winter solstice. And I'm just going to run through them because there's lots. It's a wild number. And it's just a, it's fun. OK. Albin Arthan, which is Welsh. Welsh. Blue Christmas, which is a specific holiday for Western Christians on the winter sol- solstice. Different from Christmas. Mm. Brumelia, which is from ancient Rome. Dongzi, which is a Dongzi festival from East Asia. Korochun, which is Slavic. Sengahamaita Day, which is a Buddhist tradition. Shalako, which is a Zuni tradition. Yalata, which is an Iranian Iranian tradition. Yule, which is Northern Hemisphere. Just mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. neo-pagan. That's like the first one I've heard of out of this list. Zia Mazavetki, which is an ancient Latvian tradition. Okay. Uh, still celebrated by some. Midwinter Day, which is Antarctica. <laughs> I'm like so like just like the scientists who live there Christmas obviously oh I've heard of that one you have heard of that one cold food festival which is in Korea and like the greater China region it's 105 days exactly after winter solstice Hmm. and then Makar Sankarati which is in India and it's a harvest festival and it basically just marks the end of the cold months and start of the new month with longer days which is I thought it was interesting Mm mm-hmm so all of these... Wait, Hanukkah? Yes. These these weren't listed as associated with the winter solstice, though. Oh. Does that make sense? I don't know why Wikipedia was like, not Hanukkah, <laughs> but it wasn't listed. Because, yeah, I wonder if it's just because it wasn't born of the winter solstice, if it was I something think, else. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I don't know the history of Hanukkah, and honestly... You don't want to get into there it. There is... It is not your job. Not. I don't know if lore is the right word. History? Yeah, Jewish history is extremely contentious. No Kwanzaa way. is not on there either because Kwanzaa is a direct retaliation, well, retaliation, conversation with the traditional European idea of Christmas. Oh, fair enough. Kwanzaa was actually started in the 60s in California. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I knew about the 60s part. Yeah, as part of a way for Black Americans specifically to, like, have a holiday that was not... European, because Christmas is just so uniquely European. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. Okay. The reason why I started researching Christmas treats is because I saw a TikTok that was like, guys, fruitcake is insane. Yeah. (laughs) And I watched it and I was like, oh, how crazy is it actually? Well, the idea is that it lasts like forever. Well. You like take, you like feed it. (laughs) We got there. Yeah. But it didn't start off that way. Oh. So I researched it and I was like, this TikTok scratched the surface. So I started with fruitcake and then I have some other winter treats that are interesting and fun. And maybe some of these are things that your family does, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, whatever. Maybe you want to make some. I have a whole, I have a cookbook of Scandinavian cookies. Mm-hmm. I That's, it's, it's huge. There's so many. There are a lot of Scandinavian cookies. There was an episode on the season of Great British Bake Off that they were just tasked with making German cookies. And I don't think like any, con- they each had to make two types of German cookies. And I don't think there was any overlap. <laughs> like <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So many cookies. I, food history. This has made me realize how interesting food history is. Mm-hmm. Just humans, man. We're like 
it's just so it's so interesting how we combine things and how there's like convergent traditions where it's like everybody has a type of tortilla. Mm-hmm. Tamales. Yeah, dumpling. Yeah, just the the idea of meat in bread, kolache, like it's all very similar. Yeah. Okay, so fruitcake's where I started. Fruitcake is usually associated around the world with Christmas, winter solstice, and then even sometimes weddings or parties. They're still a piece of one of the one imagine of the having, English royalties. Yeah, imagine having fruitcake at your wedding and nothing else. <laughs> Bold. Like, Bold. Brash. Smells like trash. <laughs> what is that from? SpongeBob? I didn't know. I... Looks like trash, but yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Continue. The earliest recipe found for fruitcake was from ancient Rome. Old. Just like mimes. Old. Yeah. Yeah. Mimes, fruitcake, hand in hand. The, the first mime made the first fruitcake. <laughs> that would be crazy. Pantomimus, fruitcake, king. <laughs> fruitcake, king, pantomimus. So the earliest recipe lists pomegranate seeds, pine nuts, and raisins that were mixed into barley mash as okay. the recipe. I was like into it. I was like... Yeah, starting to nod my head. Uh, what is barley mash? Like oatmeal? It's just <gasps> barley mashed with like water usually because because fruitcake was traditionally eaten during a period of Lent, there could be no butter or milk in it. Oh, too indulgent. Too indulgent. So you get the sweetness from like the pomegranates, which calling a pomegranate sweet? Bold. Yeah. I mean, like I get you didn't have like refined sugar. Yeah. Well, raisins are sweet. Raisins... <sighs> They're not delicious, the texture, but they are kind of sweet. The texture of fruitcake is uniquely something that hits every single part of me that's like, mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually eaten fruitcake. I I've, have. like, I don't seen it presented, it. but I've always avoided it. <laughs> I have a thing about dried fruit. It's just, uh-uh. That's fair, honestly. Okay. <laughs> so there, there was a letter. The letter is called the butter letter or the <laughs> butter brief or the Dresden <laughs> butter beef. Butter Wait, brief. It is a letter butter from Pope brief. Innocent the Eighth that says basically you are allowed to eat butter during Lent. Why was he worried his constituents it weren't was getting too, enough healthy fats? No, it's because it was too like originally it was like oh it's too decadent essentially, but then it was like I don't know where the pressure came from. I couldn't find out exactly why. It was just a big deal because then suddenly pastries during christmas could be sweet yeah so fruitcake is known from ready for this these are all of the places that fruitcake like. is established in either currently or historically australia bahamas bulgaria canada chile france germany india ireland italy new zealand the philippines poland portugal romania spain switzerland anglophone caribbean uk u.s so these are places where they like it's either spread they invented. Oh, so. or has been convergently invented. So, like, everywhere other than, like, Asia? Yeah, pretty much. The huh. Philippines have their own thing called, it's called creme de la fruta. It's yeah. similar to a fruitcake, and it is, let me tell you, infinitely better. I, I'm sure. Because <laughs> it has, like, cream and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mail order fruitcakes, which is kind of where, like, fruitcakes started being, like, ridiculed in the U.S., started in 1913. But the real reason, the reason that everyone thinks fruitcakes became ridiculed is because of The Tonight Show, <laughs> Johnny Carson. He joked that there was only one real fruitcake in the world and it was passed from family to family because no one wanted to eat it. That's funny. Yeah. And that's the, that's, that's like the reason why fruitcake like fell out of style. Johnny Carson. I think it's possible the fruitcake fell out of style because it is inherently well, not he was, great. Yeah, if he was making a joke about it, then it must have already been a right? thing that nobody wants the to Wikipedia eat The Wikipedia was very much like, Johnny Carson destroyed the fruitcake industry. And I'm like... He had a fruitcake agenda, is what they're claiming. The fruit fruitcake agenda. That sounds homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, it's horrible. But yeah, so fruitcake is... Fruitcake... Although old, is not as old as cookies or biscuits. Sure. Well, the the definition for biscuits slash cookies is so loose. It's just, it really you is. Can, yeah, you can mush any type of grain and water together and put it, and, and that's it. That's it. That's all you need. You, you did it. You made a biscuit. So the first, like, medieval European, like, sweet, like, treat biscuits were basically gingerbread. It was pepper, ginger, almonds made into these, like, 
dense, spicy cakes, right? And in the 16th century, Christmas biscuits specifically had become popular across Europe with Le Buchchen being favored in Germany and Peppercorn in Sweden. Notably. I love how you chose a topic that was just like the most like foreign oh, words. All of these are wrong. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Trying. I respect you. Uh, Riley, actually, my professor, his family every single year makes the, like, pepper cookies. Oh, interesting. Yeah. My family would make a lot of cookies, but they tended to be almost exclusively sugar. (laughs) I know, right? My family is very much a sugar cookie family. This one's a hard word. (laughs) It starts with the P, and then it is immediately followed by an F, which... (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay. Pfeffernus are small spice cookies like gingerbread but are soft and traditionally covered in sugar. They are German and they are also popular with ethnic Mennonites. Whoa, okay. You, do you like ginger cookies? Gingerbread, I, I ginger? do, actually. I like ginger snaps quite a bit. I think ginger snaps are good. Oh, they're so yummy. It's I like the like... way they make my, ho- my mouth burn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I crave that burning sensation. Yeah, I don't really like gingerbread. Like, the stuff that gingerbread houses is, tends to be made mm. out of, because that's structural. Yes. We'll get to gingerbread Any, houses. Yeah, anything that's structural is not bound to taste so good. No. And they're usually not made to be eaten. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I'm excited to hear about gingerbread houses. Where the heck did this come from? Okay. In the 1820, the brothers Grimm warned their sister, Charlotte, against excessive consumption of gingerbread specifically. Don't eat too much of the pepper nuts. They should get very hot. Because at that time, nutmeg was considered an aphrodisiac and Um, cardamom was considered as invigorating as caffeine. I have heard that nutmeg, you can potentially get like high. high. You can get high off nutmeg, but it takes a lot. Like it It takes takes a lot. lot. Okay, so this was dropped in the middle of the gingerbread article. And so I dropped it in the middle of my gingerbread section because I thought it was funny. Mm Mm-hmm. In Canada and the United States, I didn't know this was isolated to us, since the 1930s, children have left cookies and milk on a table for Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. And then it followed with, though many people, simply consume the cookies themselves. Like it's an expose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other option is Santa, which means that Santa's real. this article... This investigative journalism <laughs> about gingerbread has inadvertently proven the existence notably, of the age-old question, the Santa question. Notably, this sentence, not a single citation. Who knows? <laughs> Was it really the 1930s? I don't know. There is nothing. Usually, I'm pretty careful about only pulling things that have references. Yeah. But that sentence, I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're really asserting things today, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Gingerbread is wicked old. I just, I need to, like, gingerbread is claimed to have been brought to Europe in 1992 CE by the Armenian monk Gregory. 1992? Common era? I'm wrong. 30 years ago? (laughs) They were still trading? More spices? Are you stupid? (laughs) 992 CE. I really, it that really makes so much more. I dropped sense. the ball. Uh, yeah, you it's did. not into. It's not fun anymore. I was, I was expecting you to be like BC. <laughs> oh, there's thoughts that it's been around earlier, but that's the first like recorded history. Sure. Um, as, as I said in our signatures episode, or maybe not. <laughs> history is a history. It, it, it's a history of records oh of like, receipts yeah basically yeah we have no clue about anything it's just when somebody we only have like the first time or not even the first time somebody thought to write it down the first thing like the first thing we found yeah that somebody wrote down no it's crazy history's crazy it's crazy it's how like so it is hard inherently unknowable i know i mean everything is yeah but i kind of like it i don't <laughs> Okay, gingerbread houses, your apparent hatred. The first document... Well, I like the idea of them. I just don't like to eat them. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Well, and also the, like, glue is not great. The, like, royal icing stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of royal icing. Fair. I don't like those fancy sugar cookies places sell with little legs. No. Mm -mm. I want a big, soft sugar cookie. Or my grandma's sugar cookies. Yeah, those are... The first documented instance of figure-shaped 
gingerbread biscuits, so gingerbread men, gingerbread mm-hmm. women, gingerbread mm-hmm. them, is from the court of Elizabeth. Baby, did you read that book? <laughs> Wait, what? I think it's by Jan something. Gingerbread baby. Yeah. Is it about a baby made of gingerbread? Yeah. I and okay. it like comes to life and it's so cute and it's one of those. It's by Jan something. I don't remember her name, but all of her books, it's like. There's the main picture, and then there's panels on the sides mm-hmm. that you can see, like, different things happening also. They're really good picture books. The, I care a lot. The whole thing about, like, oh, the gingerbread man or, like, cookies coming to life. Yeah. Really spike my anxiety levels in a way that I don't fully understand. It has to be when I was little being anxious about them inevitably dying. When I was or, like, Frosty. Oh, my. Frosty sets me over the edge. It Frosty is a children's tale yeah. to teach about mortality. Yeah. I never really liked it either. I thought it was sad. Yeah. Well, and they, I used to cry. It is sad. It's so sad. The little the little girl with the scarf and the pointy white shoes is like, because <laughs> Frosty's her best friend and he's dead. It's true. <laughs> true he just melted and then he comes back to life and it's like oh is frosty like a christ allegory what's happening (laughs) everything's a christ allegory (laughs) when i was in fifth grade i convinced everybody in my class that i was afraid of dancing cookies we were playing a game it was like a therapist (laughs) game and she was like what's your deepest fear and some people were like spiders and other people were like zombies and i was like i thought i was being funny i was like dancing cookies and she was like wait seriously and i was like yeah and then she was like, hey, everybody, Becca's afraid of dancing cookies. And, and you're like, would, oh, no, my my bit. I know. And then I had to pretend to be afraid of them for, like, a solid year. <laughs> we had to do, we had to, no, it went deep, Tegan. We had, like, a little dance class where we had to pretend to be, like, making cookies. Uh-huh. And then we would be dancing cookies. Oh, I don't no. know. It's, like, a surprisingly, like, prevalent theme in children's media. In, in children, maybe? <laughs> I don't Children are all about cookies that dance. Yeah, super weird. And then they were all like, Becca, like, I'm sorry if this is, like, triggering for you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's kind of hard. But I'm, like, getting through but it. But I'm getting through it. Oh, my gosh. I haven't told anybody this before. It is so funny. It literally happened, though. I swear. I believe you. That's such a, that would be a weird thing to so lie about. You're like... Like, I lied about being scared of dancing cookies, but actually I'm lying right now. 20 years from now, we're recording the podcast and you're like, remember that time I said I used to say I was scared of dancing cookies? How deep does it go? Sometimes I'm like, I didn't have a real childhood. I didn't have a very interesting childhood. I have no funny stories from childhood. No, that's real. No, that's real. And funny. That's the only thing I have. My friends and I used to do a potluck at lunch. Where we would all bring a single dish, mm-hmm. and then we would share them, and it would be things like, oh, you brought, like, a bunch of ramen cooked in a Tupperware? Sick! I brought, like, seven hot dogs I took from my fridge and my mom doesn't know. <laughs> and we would eat them. Like, we would sit down and, like, break bread. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> at recess. And I would have sign-up sheets. Yeah. And, like, invitations you made. Had to- that's so extra. I, I love was, that for you. I was a sign-up sheet kid. You know the sh- sign-up sheet kids? I, I used to hand the adults in my household tickets when I thought they were doing something wrong. I would, like, write out a little ticket <laughs> for them. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you parked too far to the right. Here's a ticket. <laughs> See, I would, and when I was really mad, and my mom knows this, when I was really mad at my mom, I would take her book that she was reading. And I would hide it. That's sci- that's psychopathy. Until she was nice again, and then I would return it. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. Stuff. That's one of those things. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you I... really knew how to, like, get to the core of the issue. When I first, like, remembered I did that, I was legitimately, like, Googling, like, am I psychopath? Sure. Well, how, do you, how do you know if you don't have empathy? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is, Tegan, you cry. You cried at Frosty. Yeah. No, you were you were weird. I'll still cry. Up. Kids are weird. <laughs> Kids are demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including me as a child. And maybe me now. Sometimes. Yeah, it was like, what changed? Okay. Gingerbread cookies. Yes. Elizabeth I of England. Do you say one? The first? <laughs> Eliz- I was like, Elizabeth I what? 
Elizabeth won England. Like a raffle? (laughs) Elizabeth the first of England. So she lived from, it didn't include what year this happened, but 1558 to 1603. Mm -hmm. She made gingerbread figures in the likeness of her important guests. Imagine you are a dignitary visiting the U.S. Embassy, right? Mm -hmm. You walk in and you're looking around. Someone's like, here's a cookie we made. It looks like you. No, imagine you literally go to the Queen of England's house and she herself made a cookie. No, she well, oh, she probably thing. had servants do it. You're no, right. Ready for this? In the 17th century in Europe, only professional gingerbread bakers were permitted to bake gingerbread except at Christmas, e- Christmas and Easter when anyone was allowed to bake it. That's Fascinating. Why it, that's why it became such a like. By royal decree. A specific like wintertime thing or like Easter thing. Is because how much of tradition is just bureaucracy? Mm-hmm. But also, it's it's kind of interesting that they like looked at bakers and were like, "You are artists, and yeah. we don't want others to infringe." That's true. It's kind of kind of cool, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, gingerbread houses. Mm-hmm. When I say gingerbread house, what do you think of? I think of just like four walls and like mm-hmm. an A-line roof. And there's icing on the sides, like uh, like little icicles. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's some candy pieces all around it. Gingerbread houses are pretty ancient, right? Gingerbread is ancient. I'm going to guess it was invented <laughs> in the 30s. Uh, no, early 1800s. Oh, okay. But it's from the Grimm's fairy tale, Hansel and Gretel. That was the first That's instance. literally where it's from. So whenever you make a gingerbread, you're making... The witch's house. You're making fan art yeah. of Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> I love that. Just really, funny. I love that. It's like you know what my my favorite piece of meat. Like if someone had a like someone has a shirt with a gingerbread house, and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that story. Okay, who has a shirt of a gingerbread house? <laughs> um, ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> what 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 sweater am I wearing? Oh, Becca is wearing her questionable holiday sweater. It's not a holiday sweater. I but can't it... tell if it's a Christmas sweater or not. But it but it is it, knit like a Christmas sweater. Yeah. And it has big red cowboy boots on it. It has huge red cowboy They're boots. They're so big. They're almost hard to understand like as cowboy boots. Yeah, I know. Everybody's <laughs> like, what is that? Because my hair is always covering it. And I'm like, well, and also, like, you have a body, and that does, like, somewhat distort distort the image. That's true. So, it, to me, it looks like the worst red house. <laughs> <laughs> but on the arms, there's there a little cacti. A little who lived in a boot. It's also, it has a blue sky, which gives me daytime, but has white stars saying nighttime, perhaps? <laughs> or, like, just the the convergence. Is it twilight? It? I guess it could be twilight, but I'm just saying that, like, worlds are colliding. Oh, That's yes. That's what I was trying to say. I what think... does one call that? Oh, the singularity? <laughs> I was like, the convergence? What does one call that? Oh, <laughs> the singularity. <laughs> Continue talking about ginger. Um, oh, well, I guess sorry. We, we... Some of the cacti have yeah. flowers on them, which look from a distance. Like, maybe they're stupid Santa hats, but they're <laughs> not. You know what? I wonder... It's, ca- like, so close to being a Christmas sweater, and it isn't quite there. Okay, now we've done some sweets. Now I want to talk about a couple savory winter treats that I think are also important. Kolaches, mm-hmm. my personal favorite. They... I, w- I think that they're good. I really like them. They're fine. I know. I, don't I, know. I just I always eat. expect them to be a little bit better. Well, let's describe like, what this a kolache could be, is. This could be a Danish, but it's not. It's a kolache. A kolache is, these ones are specifically the filled ones, but they're like these dumplings, but made out of like a... A sweet dough. A sweet bread dough. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With like um, meat inside. Meat or eggs or traditionally there's like sausage. Oh, that makes sense. And then now they're really popular in Texas. Because there's a large a Czech population, that and they're is Czech. So random. I did okay. Cool. Cool. Um, it is a sem. It's described as a semi-sweet pastry, which is interesting. But yeah, kolaches were popular during Christmas time. Now they're more of a everyone gets some kind of food breakfast. But, but they were one of the foods that churches would give out during the holiday season. I mean, they're to, like, convenient the poor and needy. little packages. Well, whenever I eat one, I feel like I'm a little. I'm peasant a little boy. peasant boy, and I love feeling like a little peasant boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little peasant boy or, like, a country French woman. Mm-hmm. 
It's just like some brie and a baguette. Oh, I'm just... Oh, that's sometimes when I'm really hungry. Wearing an apron, what? like a blue dress. <laughs> yeah. I'm Belle. I'm Belle. I want to leave this provincial life. I say provincial a weird amount. Mm. I just think it's a good word. I say jaunty a weird amount. <laughs> you do. You do it that. <laughs> oh, I do that. What was I going to say? I'm so sorry. I kept interrupting you. I'm thinking about... That's just our podcast. <laughs> Let me do it one more time. <laughs> Try to, now I'm, I just want to think about kolaches. Oh, okay. I want it's this one, though. Mm-hmm. Christmas savory. What do you think of? Roast beef. What does your family eat? Roast beef. Except they always call it roast beast. Your family eats something else. I know you do. Oh, tamales? Yeah. Well, on Christmas Day, on Christmas uh-huh. Eve, we no- we frequently have roast beef. On Christmas Eve, we frequently have... It depends. It used to be like ham and stuff. And then my mom was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So now it's just like a normal dinner. <laughs> or we go to like Denny's and we tip like crazy well. That's fair. A few years ago, we went to Village Inn and it was like one of the best Christmases of recent memory I can... It's just nice because cooking is stressful and someone always feels like they're being shortchanged. Mm -hmm. And then someone's always upset that they're not that someone's not doing the dishes. And yeah, you shouldn't have to do dishes on holidays. One year, my mom, bless her. Yeah. She was making what is it? Au gratin potatoes. Potatoes au gratin. Potatoes au gratin. Gratin. And the Normally Pyrex. you don't say the N at the end of words in French. Oh, well, I guess I'm Tiga. <laughs> <laughs> but the Pyrex that the potatoes were in was touching the side of the oven because oh, our no. oven was so full of, like, <gasps> the turkey and, sure. you know, green bean casserole, whatever. I'm not excited for where this ends up. And we heard a loud explosion. And we Whoa. opened and all of our food was covered in glass. <gasps> and the whole oven was just covered in potato. <laughs> That's crazy. And mom's dad was there and grandpa was like, oh, you can't cook. (laughs) Oh, no. And mom mom was like on the verge. And we were like, let's go to Denny's. And thus a tradition was born. Yeah, fair enough. It was. Yikes. It was so stressful. I just, it sounded like there was someone with a gun in our home. Yeah. But, That's crazy. On Yeah, one time for my dad's birthday, I was like 12, and I was like, I'm going to make this huge dinner. So I got like $70 worth of fish because he loved fish, and then I put it on the grill and like immediately burned it. Amazing. So then we went to Outback. Yeah, fair. Where they have fish. Cooked. I think we all got steak. Yeah, I mean, we're going to Outback. Okay, tamales. Tamales date back to Mesoamerica. Sure. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, 8,000 to 5,000 BC. Ancient. Ancient. Old. And like you were saying, dumplings. It's a very similar... Meat surrounded by starch. Yeah. In the pre-Columbian era, the Aztecs ate tamales with fillings such as turkey, flamingo, (laughs) frog, (gasps) axolotl. Aw, which is wild because I don't want to eat an amphibian. (laughs) Hawking gopher. Rabbit, fish, turkey eggs, honey, fruits, squash, and beans, as well as with no filling. Which That's is... not a tamale anymore, is it? Right. Or is it the steaming that makes it a tamale? It might be the steaming. I don't know. Or just like the wrapped in a husk? The tamale Wikipedia page is one of the longest Wikipedia pages I have seen. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. Also, just like... I think maybe there's just a couple people who care a lot about tamales because you could make a huge Wikipedia page on any topic. Yeah. It's just only a couple of them people decide to commit to. Every day I fight the urge to obsessively edit insect Wikipedia pages. Sometimes I do that with actors. I'm like, you didn't put enough information here. They had a cool life. I actually, I have fixed insect pages. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the Stonefly page mentions nothing about drumming when that's arguably their coolest behavior. Like, come on. Come on. Come on! Aztec tamales different differed from modern tamales because they didn't have any added fat. <laughs> okay. So the reason why tamales are traditionally now, like, kind of like a Christmas thing, and this is not just your family, but also, like, a lot of the uh, Mexican families in my hometown yeah. traditionally eat tamales on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's specifically Guatemalan is where it started. Mm. On Christmas Eve, families prepare the tamales for friends and family to show gratitude, and then everyone just kind of switches them around. <laughs> and then you just you get tamales from someone else. Oh, that's fun. I don't like that idea. 
Uh, I'd like to make my own tamales, please. Thank I want you. my own fingers in the pot. Uh, well, oh. now, uh, see, I was just thinking I know the ratio of sauce I want, <laughs> but fingers too, I suppose. Um, tamales are often accompanied with chocolate, yolk, bread, and punch. We've tried making the sweet tamales before. I don't. I don't like them. Like them? It's okay. You don't have to like them. It makes me disappointed, though. I like a lot of sweet things. They're also part of the the Catholic Mass at midnight on Christmas. Hmm. Christmas Eve. That's very cool. It is customary in Guatemala to eat tamales at midnight on December 24th and 31st. And then they also use tamales for general, like, other holiday celebrations and birthdays. Which is cool because I... It but it's started, like a special occasion food. Yeah. It started as Guatemalan, but I know many white families, many Filipino families, many Mexican families that all... I assumed it was Mexican. Yeah. No, totally. It's just one of those things that a bunch of people were like, yo, this is cool. I this like tamales. This is a good idea. Yeah. You know what's yummy? Tamales. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Man, I want tamales. Right? Uh, that's part of them. They, they kind of have a mystique because they're hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Like, they're really labor intensive. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, tamale restaurants. No. They're also, there's just the tamale guy. There's a short period of goodness. For That's a fresh true. tamale, unless you freeze it and then you're eating a microwave tamale, which is fine, but mm-hmm. it's different. It is different. I've had, like, gourmet tamales at, mm. like, gourmet Mexican restaurants, which are also great. Mm. Delicious. Okay, last thing. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Last savory food, lumpia. Have you ever had lumpia before? I don't think so. Um, It's a spring roll commonly found in Indonesia. <laughs> I'm going to take yeah, that Yeah, no, add extra syllables. I'm into it. <laughs> lumpia is a spring roll commonly found in Indonesia. And the Philippines. I grew up in Santa Maria, lumpia constantly, especially around Christmas time. It was just like, I'd go to someone's house and they'd be like, their mom would be like, here, I made a plate of lumpia, take it home. And I would be like, I would like nothing more. Lumpia yeah, and taquitos. Good. It yeah. tastes good. <laughs> They're so good. So they can be, lumpia are traditionally made of paper-like or crepe-like pastry skin. And then they're either filled with savory or sweet. I only ate savory. Um, and it's served usually as an appetizer or snack, and it's usually it can be deep fried, which is how I always ate it, or they can be fresh. They're just kind of a. I have never heard of these before. They're kind of a Filipino adjacent to like spring rolls. I feel like I ate like a lot of interesting food when I was little, but lumpia is so good. Was introduced to the Philippines during the pre-colonial period by early Hokkien. I'm saying that wrong. Uh huh. And Hokkien. Whatever. By early Hokkien immigrants and traders from Fujian between 900 and 1565 AD. So another – all of these – I was. it's just so crazy how food can pers- persist in a culture. Mm-hmm. And it persists in a very similar way. Well, like also if a food – I mean there's, there's probably food that's good that doesn't persist. But a lot of the food, if it's good, then – People will just be like, oh, sweet, and they'll take it home with them. There's So in Puerto Rico, there's fry sauce, mayonnaise, and ketchup, like, mm. everywhere, even at fancy restaurants. Mm-hmm. They put it on their plantains and, like, Ooh. all types of stuff. And there's, like, a common theory that Mormon missionaries brought fry sauce to Puerto Rico. And I they were like, it. this is amazing. And it just persisted. It just spread. Um, in my hometown, there's a cookie shop called Cookie Cookery. <laughs> and it's really they make really good cookies. I think they've closed now, yeah, which is there's, sad. There's a but okay. the the guy who runs it, he served his mission in I think Puerto Rico, mm. and he opened a cookie stand, or he start he gave his recipe to someone, and then they started a cookie stand stand called Jay Cheney's Cookies, and now sugar cookies are like a thing in that town. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, it totally. Are sugar cookies just a Mormon thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're just a European thing. Yeah. I tried to look into the history of sugar cookies, and it's difficult because it's such a plain thing. Right. It's the base to most cookies. It's not. Yeah. No, that's fair. Like, make a chocolate chip cookie without the chocolate chips, and you're pretty close to a sugar cookie. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's what you have for me? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Are you excited to eat cookies? I'm so excited. I'm hungry. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Christmas cookie specifically? Mm Mm-hmm. My family would always make these, like, almond crescents covered with powdered sugar. That sounds delicious. I haven't had those in years, but they were good. And they remind me of my mom. They were her favorite. And there's the, there's pecan tassies. They're just, like, oh, I've heard they're those. like mini pecan pies. And my aunt makes them. And those Ooh. ones remind me of my dad. So we have the full set. 
Of nostalgia. Of both parents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Two for mm -hmm. one. So those are good. But I'm also basic. I think my favorite cookie of all time is just a good chocolate chip cookie. I love a really good sugar. Like the ones that are covered, like rolled in sugar first. No, what's the word? Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles are great. Snickerdoodles make my mouth water. I like chewy cookies. I like (sighs) chew. Put cream of tartare in all cookies. Well, yeah, you because you like you like your food to bite back. Like I do, it's just a little like ooh tangy. Like ooh, I what's like happening a, in I my like mouth a, right now? Maybe that's why I eat bad food. Like maybe that's why I have a higher tolerance for like bad food is because I like tangy. <laughs> so I don't notice. You you should eat ferment like oh safe fermentation. I love. I don't like pickles. Too salty. Strange. Okay, but I. <laughs> No, I mean, not strange. I don't really no, like pickles just, either. It's I like how funny. you said that. Strange. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> but I really like, like, fermented cabbage and stuff. I just think it's really Sauerkraut good. Sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. I had a friend in high school who would just, she like, I'd come over and she'd be eating, like, a a bowl of sauerkraut and she'd be like you want some sauerkraut and I'm like no my, I do not <laughs> I would that feels like something that I would take a bite of and my stomach would be like run <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's probably good for your gut health but oh, it, I, from what I understand that's why fermentation yeah. is valuable but well and that's okay like kefir there's so many things that are now on the, the like health food market mm-hmm. that are just just fermented ancestral yeah. fermented foods and it's so it's funny how we're like well this is new that's true well there are so like many kombucha oh yeah, my gosh so many old things that are like co-opted by the organic agenda by capitalism the fallacy of naturalism but what i want to end this with we mm-hmm. talked a lot about cookies and about christmas and stuff and, and holidays and we had a good time and we had a good time but i just want to say this is my little piece this holiday like let yourself eat what you want Mm-hmm. It's super hard to gain weight over one day. So maybe <laughs> just eat what you want on Christmas. Treat yourself. For me. Do it for me. <laughs> eat what eat you want. Eat a cookie. Well, it, unless you don't want to. Unless right? you don't want to, then don't eat a cookie. But maybe just maybe just eat what you want mm-hmm, 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 and mm-hmm. see where that gets you. Because it might be somewhere pretty nice. <laughs> this is my plug for intuitive eating. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you my favorite thing? Your relatives. What? My favorite thing. Yes, please. Is when people on Twitter are pretending to be like hard and edgy mm-hmm. and they use the gun emoji, but it's the water gun. <laughs> that was, oh. I remember how angry everybody was when Apple updated and was like, it's a it's a water gun now. You can't have a real gun. And it's like, everybody was pissed. And it was like, no, I can't, like, of course they would do this. I this can't, makes sense. I can't have a little picture of a gun. <laughs> I want no. my little picture back. I want so my tiny my, picture. The Second Amendment says I can have a tiny picture <laughs> of a gun. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so, and especially when people are like, don't cross me. Skull emoji, black heart emoji, water gun. <laughs> water gun. <laughs> it's such a tone shift every time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All emojis, all of like the heart emojis should be made dumb. Hot tank. I think all emojis should be dumb. Are dumb. But my brother, Richard, he is so funny with his really? emojis. He'll, like, say something and then it'll be, like, the emoji without a mouth and, like, fog. And I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> He's using hieroglyphs. And then, like, an ice cube. <laughs> and he was just like, you know. And I'm like. I used to use the whale yeah. emoji when I, when the hyper-realistic whale. That's my favorite oh, one. No. <laughs> Whenever I was, like, really happy. I'd be like, hyper-realistic whale. Like. It's a little, oh, that's so cute. Now I use the caterpillar whenever I'm like, <laughs> that's what the caterpillar means. I have noticed means. that. You do, use, <laughs> you do use the caterpillar. It's whenever I'm trying to communicate, <laughs> like, just like a slight panic, but yeah. like small. Not enough to have a panicked face. Yeah. In my family group chat, in like Facebook Messenger, you mm-hmm. know how you can like set what like the default mm-hmm. emoji is? We have a dolphin. Good. Weird. No discernible reason. <laughs> But we use it fairly frequently. And there was not, like, really an argument, but there was a period where we were kind of trying different things. There was the tango lady for, like, a day, and we were like, this isn't quite right. And we settled on dolphin. Dolphin's good. Like, non-verbally settled What's this podcast's emoji? I see. I think clown, cowboy. Am I the clown? I could be the clown. Do a clown Call it a mime. 
<laughs> there's no mime. No, there probably is a mime emoji. I think there is. I think there's like a guy. Well, there's a French guy. So there's that. But there's so also somebody mime. in like a black striped shirt and he's walking, right? I'm looking at mime emoji right now. There's not a mime emoji. Oh, disappointing. Can I can I woe can I air my gif woes? Yeah. On my phone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I click the gif button on accident because I have fat thumbs. I oh my gosh. <laughs> I am so like I'm so bad at texting. I mm-hmm. send the wrong thing mm-hmm. like ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So much of the time. And then I'll like have to correct it so it takes us twice as long. It's terrible. Or I asked I asked like <laughs> This guy from my apartment complex to, like, come over and help me set up my new TV. And he was like, is it, like, fine if I come over at five? And then I was, like, fiddling with my Apple Watch. And then I sent one of the, like, touch messages mm-hmm. that was just, like, the tiniest line. And he was just, like, <laughs> he didn't answer. And then I was like, yes, five is fine. And he was like, haha, okay. And I felt like I was, like, holding him hostage. I was like, no, like, I'm not trying to, like, manipulate you or, like... I don't know. Just, uh, imagine if you were like, hey, Tegan, are you good to record? And I sent you a gif of just like a tiny... <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> and I guess I would probably assume it was an accident, which is what he probably assumed. But it makes me so anxious. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So my fat thumbs, I'll hit the little smiley face button on the Google keyboard. Yeah. And then it opens the gifs automatically. And sometimes I'll be typing... And so I just and click then it one. Searches a gift. No, it doesn't search one. It has recently used just oh, up top. Oh. And all my recently used are like Abby Lee Miller crying. Or <laughs> there's this one I've never used it, but it's always at the top because I keep on accidentally hitting it. And it's just it's just a trunk filled with dogs and they open the back and it says, release the house. <laughs> and then there's one of Jim Carrey in a tutu. Okay. And there's also one of, it's like Fabio and he's like looking over his shoulder and like winking and there's like sparkles. But the problem is people, I'll be talking to strangers on like Facebook and they're like, it's like someone messaged me and was like, hey, I'm really sorry that I I accidentally kicked you from this group. I was trying to ban someone else and Mm -hmm. I clicked on your name on accident. You're fine. Like, sorry, they were giving you a hard time. And I responded with release the hound. (laughs) Are you the hound? You were released? (laughs) I'm absolutely... There was it yeah. reads like I'm absolutely unhinged. <laughs> There's been times where someone's like, I'm sorry, I'm just having a really hard day today, and I send like Jim Terry in a tutu. Yeah. Is that the sign we're done? Yeah, the pop, the pop filter. filter just like chunk Just absolutely. The pop filter died. just gave up the ghost. Yeah. This was fun. This was fun. Have a happy holidays. Have a happy holiday.